0: Good day, everybody. Welcome to January 2nd, 2023. This is the first podcast from the Fat to Fit Realtor here in Santa Clarita, California. We're going to talk about a variety of things, including from real estate, New Year's resolutions, to burning off that fat once and for all. And for those of you that have set those resolutions, I hope you're adhering to them. But at the end of the day, they don't seem to be as powerful as other methods that you can start, though, even today, during the time that you are planning to be true to those new year's resolutions now of course january 2nd right this is the uh typical holiday following a new year's that falls on a weekend so here we are it's about 3 51 p.m in the afternoon uh me myself and i've been running a little bit of a fever uh took some COVID covet tests, took a COVID test we'll find out where that gets me but in the meanwhile we're going to look at real estate. We're going to talk about a couple items in that regard. And what I'll do is in the show notes and in the bottom here, wherever this podcast is posted, I'll put the marker where I'm going to be starting the actual fat torching portion, talking about the New Year's resolutions. So this year in real estate 2023, we're expecting those interest rates to come down a couple points. We, I speak of that very globally, not so much ton, tongue in cheek, but there are a lot of people that are using this as their catalyst in order to have people get into some kind of a knee-jerk reaction to buying and selling real estate. That's not my method, and that shouldn't be anybody's method as, as far as I'm concerned. Using some kind of market data to drive people to do a certain thing is rude. I believe that as professionals, we can give the facts and let those fall where they may. Now, at the end of the day, those facts are going to be interpreted somewhat differently as we have seen happen for eons within the speaking world realm, but we will find out here where this meets you and where the rubber meets the road. In the next coming weeks here, as we enter into January, there's going to be a lot of new advertising. A lot of people have gotten these new fancy toys for Christmas. I've been doing a podcast since podcasts weren't anything to even listen to. And moving that to today, people are going to be able to podcast from their phone,
1: from their iPhone. A lot
0: of people you're going to see, they're going to stick to it for a little while, then they're going to fall off. That includes real estate agents. They get into the business. God bless you guys for jumping into it, getting excited. Maybe you were represented by somebody that was selling a house. Maybe you were purchasing a residence, uh, whatever it may have been, but you saw that it looked relatively easy. And you thought, you know what, I can do this. This is something that I can do. So you go ahead and get your real estate license, which in of itself isn't easy because, again, to get your real estate license, you have to pass that test. I mean, you do all the prerequisites, you do all that fancy stuff, you go through the schools. I think it's a minimum of 96 hours from the time you begin. If you do all of your classes, I think that's the break. So around three months or so typically is the time from when you take that very first class, those three courses, moving into the time you can take your state examination. That's around two to three months. Once you take the state examination, then you realize that this might not be as easy as you thought it would be just because there's seven variations of the state exam in California, and they're tricky. The answers, in of themselves, are all somewhat correct. One of those answers is going to be more correct than the others, and there's also a lot of all of the above, both A and B, both B and C, both A and C, both B and D. I mean, you have a lot of that variation within that exam. So it comes back, running it online, you can check yourself as well, Some are on a 50% failure rate. Don't let that dissuade you. You should stick with it. What I always tell people is if you're going to go out and get your real estate license, make sure you sign up with a school that's going to make it a point to give you a prep course prior to that final real estate exam. Usually, if your real estate exam is scheduled for a week from a particular point, that real estate prep course is going to come a week prior to that. And usually it's two days. I know uh, one of my friends in the business that does real estate schools. I'll put his information in the podcast as well. He has a two-day prep course all day, both days, Saturday and Sunday. They usually have it at our offices there in Santa Cruz Valley, Real Estate One Group. And he'll get there, Realty One Group, and he'll get there and he'll put together these classes for both days. Now, when you take that exam, when you get there, the word association quizzes and the help that he gives on that regard Usually, they help quite a bit. Moving forward to more of the real estate stuff. Again, interest rates are proposed to be coming down this year. January, February-ish, maybe a little bit into March. Not bad times to purchase when the inventory is low, as long as we keep low inventory. If the inventory goes bonkers and we get a lot of extra inventory out there, then it's going to become more of a buyer's market. But we don't know if that's, in fact, going to be the case. We have to watch what's going to happen. I do know that when people came out and COVID started, we were on track to set some major records with the number of housing for sale. For sale, excuse me. (coughs) But then we find out that that slowed, that stopped quite a bit because COVID came out and the people were like, really, I'm going to sell during a time I know not what's going to happen in the world with this virus. So they held off on selling the the residential real estate all across the board. So since then, we've been played with very low inventory, that when the market does kick off, we have a higher buyer drive than normal. Then what we see is we see this low inventory become a thing where people are overbidding, paying a lot higher than list price for residences, even fair market value for residences, just to win the bid and get through escrow. Well, then we saw some other feats of excitement during those times where people were waiving all of their contingencies and putting the putting to bed a lot of the items that they were using in order to protect themselves through the process. And that was something that was a bit unnerving. Again, a lot of people did it. I wasn't able to become a fan of those items just because to give up your rights to uh, have your inspection done and to be able to come back and maybe ask the seller for certain items. Even though the market was tight, it's just something that it was hard for me to saddle with. Now, I did have buyers, of course, that were very willing to do it, wanting to do it, and did do it, but it didn't come without me reading caution to the wind, throwing caution to the wind, explaining to them, these are things you need to protect yourself for or from.
1: So right now, as far as
0: inventory goes, we're just around 300 units for sale. This is houses, single-family residences, townhomes, condominiums in all of Santa Clarita Valley, all across the board, from the cities of Castaic, Canyon Country, Newhall, Saugus, Stevens, and Valencia, that's it for the inventory that should tick up a little bit, but the buyer drive is going to also increase because we see that every year, year in and year out as we get into the end of the first quarter, beginning and through the second quarter at the beginning of third quarter, we see that buyer drive increase. That being the case, we're going to watch as real estate listings start to hit the market for sale with a higher buyer drive. We're going to see probably a big repeat of the end or 2021, and into 2022, where we had the multiple offers, overbidding, and those sorts of things. So look for that to happen here this next year. As far as interest rates goes, those lowering, well, that's exciting news. We don't know if the fact that's going to happen, but we'll have to pay attention and watch. Now, I'm going to do a clap, and we're going to switch over to the fat portion, fat torching portion of the podcast. So this is what's going to happen, folks. This is Connor with Honor, the fat torching realtor here, headquartered in Santa Cruz Valley. You probably, if you're not one, maybe you are, maybe you entertained having yourself a New Year's resolution. Maybe you thought it's a good idea to go ahead and start to do something that you're going to stick through and continue with. If you look at the people that are successful at having torched off their body fat, getting to a point where they've gotten lean and they've lost that body fat. One of the most the most common traits they have is that sticking to it ability after it's finished the the losing the weight the torching off the body fat is handled through a few simple steps you're like really connor if if you have all the secrets why haven't you done it well i have <laughs> there's that but on the other side of it you can do it yourself as well you don't need all the fancy books you don't need all the different nutrition models you don't need to monitor your macros or micros and all that fancy stuff or get your gut flora in check and all this other stuff. All you need to do is just quit eating. Put the fork down. So if you'd like, you can check into that. All you need to do is go online, Google some fasting, Dr. Jason Fung. He's a fantastic resource. You'll find a lot of his stuff on YouTube. Uh, Saguru, he talks a lot about fasting if you're into that sort of thing. It's really wonderful and it will really help you get to where you need to get. But once you get to where you need to get, How do you stay there and how do you keep improving on different bodily health-wise, health markers, after you've torched off the body fat? Now, getting rid of the body fat, that's one thing. Once you get that done, it's trying not to go back to your old habits. And it really does come back to that mindless eating pattern that us obese people have, the real fat people in the world, as I was one. It's that non-mind eating where you're doing it not paying attention, and you just do it because it was the thing to do. It was just how you conducted your day-to-day activity. There were days that I would go out, and even if I really wasn't hungry, of course, and that's the thing, right? When you're not hungry and you eat, in a healthy person's mind, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But in the obese person's mind, in the food addict's mind, as I was, and maybe you are, then that becomes an issue. Because you're going to go out there, and you're going to feed, and you're going to eat, and you're going to do things that you probably shouldn't be doing. Well, of course you shouldn't be doing them. And that includes going through the drive-thru at McDonald's. That includes going in there and ordering a lot of food and sitting in your car and eating it. You're not doing it out of pride. You're doing it out of shame. That's why you hide. That's why I hid. That's why I didn't step forward and let anybody know I was doing this. That's why even telling you this on the podcast today is painful Because this is me hiding. This is me sabotaging my life. This is me hurting myself. And this is me being completely real, naked, and transparent to you. This went on a long time for me. I had many, 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 many years. And it started as a kid, becoming a food addict young, locked in the house. I had Frosted Flakes. I had whole milk. And the deal was signed. Then I signed on to a life of pre-diabetic, diabetic, high blood sugar, uh, insulin dependent. I signed on to all of these things until I got into my 50s and I was able to break that cycle. And really breaking the cycle is the key that people say, well, you need to replace it with something. In essence, the replacement I have is the way that I feel and the way that I look today, which is still very shocking even to me. So those New Year's resolutions that you set, great, be true to them, but realize that if you do set a New Year's resolution not to have a cigarette, not to chew tobacco, not to drink alcohol, whatever it may be, and you mess that up, stop yourself and reset. Get another two or three days clean in there. If it's about food and you want to go to that refrigerator, you promise you're not going to eat sweets or donuts. And the next time you're headed to work, you run through the drive the the, the line at Starbucks or you hit your Dunkins or you hit your um, what's that other donut place? Oh my God, you think I know? Any of the locals. You, know, you, hit the, you hit these places, you eat your donuts, start right then. Don't give up. Don't say, that's it. Oh my God, I'm a failure. I can't do this. You know how many times I've done this? Well, yeah, I've done it thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of times. I've tried to get back on the wagon, but I used the mistake. I used the error. I used me not practicing correctly. I used that practice session as the means to my end to continue to that horrible, unhealthy, obese, fat end. You yourselves don't have to go there. You can stop after that event and regroup and start again. You'll notice that if you do that every time, when you go out you screw up, God, I just, you know what? Troy called, now we're out, we're having drinks. I told myself I wasn't going to drink again. Start right then. Start right then. No more. That's it. No more drinks. Get a coffee. Get soda water the rest of the evening. Just stop right then and continue that path, and the next day, oh my God, Malika called, now we're out for a drink. Again, start right then. When you realize it, start right then. If it's food, start right then. Start over. The more that you do that, the more you're going to reinforce a positive habit, which is change, and get rid of that old habit, which is keeping you in that rut and has kept you there for so long when it comes to torching off your own body fat. The rest of this stuff, the workout, the gym, These are all psychological components. Of course, they help with health markers and muscle mass and all that stuff helps. But at the end of the day, it really is getting over that mental struggle that separates you from your victory, from your game day, from winning, or keeping you in that rut where you are. So that's my advice today on the Fat Torching Podcast. You're jumping into this thing. You're going to do it. Once you make that mistake, you know it. You know when you stick that apple fritter in your mouth or that hot, you know, long john in your mouth or whatever the hell it is, whatever you're eating. You know that that's wrong. So step it up, step away, and start over. And keep doing that until you win, and you will. I guarantee you, if you keep doing that, you will win your game, and then you'll be able to keep it up. I'm Connor with Honor. Thank you for listening to today's podcast, January second, 2023. I'm the Fat to Fit Realtor. When you're ready, reach out. If you know anybody interested in relocating, real estate, all that nine yards I'm here, coaching as well, whatever you need, let me know. You be safe, and I will talk to you soon. I am Connor with Honor. Over now.